Hey guys, welcome to episode three, week three of It's Sports Sis. We released two episodes this week, so obviously if you're listening to this, this is week three, but we have a bonus episode for you guys where Steve the Baseball Guy breaks down everything Major League Baseball postseason related for us. So now, without further ado, let's jump into a postseason Christine and I actually know about, which is the National Basketball Association. Yes, so Sarah, you called it. I called it. Lakers win 4-2 to over the Miami Heat. I was sad. I mean, I wasn't sad. I wanted LeBron to win in, like, some weird, twisted way. But, I mean, watching the game, Jimmy Butler, who plays for the Miami Heat, you guys, like, watching his press conferences, he literally, Christine, like, was in such physical anguish. Like, his body was so sore. He was, like, limping off of the press conference stage. So he... he so sore? Why was he so yeah. sore? I mean, because he's a like professional mentally? basketball player. No, like, his body. He had to guard LeBron. And yeah, so he yeah. was playing. What's, what's, what's the like height difference and weight? I know Jimmy Butler's like tiny, uh-uh. like, right? No, he's not small. No, I think him and LeBron are about this. I don't really know to be completely honest, but all of that to say LeBron is a difficult person to guard because he was a little bit bigger than Jimmy. I don't think like the height difference was that much different, but I mean, he's a little bit bigger and he's just strong. And so, yeah, Jimmy had to run with him the entire time and play defense, which is a, it's a hard thing to do. Well, LeBron James won the finals MVP. Yes, he did. So they all took their shirts off, right? (laughs) Okay, yes. So LeBron James won finals MVP, which everybody was talking, at least the people I was with, during the finals game, they were like, Oh my God, LeBron better not, better not be stiffed again on an MVP because in the regular season, um, Giannis, I don't know how to say his last name. He's the Greek freak, um, won the MVP over LeBron and everybody thought LeBron got stiffed. And so everybody was just kind of like whispering, like, obviously when we knew the Lakers were going to win because they were up by like, I don't even know how many points a lot destroyed them, totally destroyed them. I was like, okay. Um, is LeBron going to win MVP? And everybody was like, oh my God, what if they give it to Anthony Davis? And Anthony Davis is the big gigantic guy with the unibrow and the gap in his team. Yes, the okay. unibrow is so impressive. I love yes. the unibrow on it's that like, guy. It's like his trademark now or whatever you want to call it. So it's definitely not going anywhere. But anyways, if they were like AD is his nickname for Anthony Davis. If AD wins over LeBron, this is going to be like, <gasps> right, like right. total head explosion. So anyways, all that to say, yes, LeBron won MVP. So exciting. This is his fourth championship game. And to revisit our first episode, Kobe has five, Michael Jordan has six. So he is one less championship in than Kobe Bryant. Um, and LeBron has added to his legacy. So congratulations to LeBron, LeBron James. What an emotional win for them too, yes. with Kobe losing Kobe in January and then coming through the same year and winning the, t- uh, winning the finals, I think is awesome. So yes, good job Lakers. I'm so proud for LeBron, Me too. Um, but now with the NBA finals being over the next major event in the NBA is the NBA draft, which correct me if I'm wrong, I believe is November 18th. Is that right? Yes. So it's November 18th. I have no idea where it is, but it was postponed. So it was originally, it's originally like in July. And I don't know exactly where that falls. Um, I think it's typically like 
immediately following the originally planned finals, but obviously everything got pushed back because of the coronavirus. So the draft is all of the players that are coming out of college or in, in this year's case, coming from overseas that are wanting to enter the NBA. So it's a little bit of a different process than the NFL does for um, draft picks. So the way that it works is I love this explanation because it's kind of like, like the lottery, like the old school ping pong balls. Yes. I was going to say like bingo even. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Christine. So all there's all the teams. I don't know how many there are, but let's say you are, do you know how many there are? There are 14 teams that didn't make the 2020 postseason, And those are the ones that are eligible for the lottery. Yes. Okay. So, so there's, there's 30 teams total, but only 14 of those teams didn't make the playoffs. So they're eligible for the lottery and let it, the NBA gets a little confusing because if there's trades, draft yes. trades and stuff like that, then they are, then they can be eligible. So it can get a little confusing, but the broad spectrum of things and to keep it really brief is that 14 teams out of the 30 who don't make the playoffs are eligible for the lottery. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Okay. And the way that it works. So think of these 14 teams, you guys. Okay. So the best team only gets one ping pong ball in the basket. The worst team gets 14 ping pong balls in the basket. So they're mixing up the ping pong balls, mixing up the bingo balls, and then out pops I don't know, whatever team, whatever team gets to pick. I was going to say, obviously, if you got 14 ping pong balls inside the pot, you're probably the, the probability of you getting called first is, is higher. Yes. Yes. And I probably should have done research on who gets the first draft pick, but all I know is that the Charlotte Hornets get the third draft pick. And so we've been looking at the top three um, recruits that are coming out of college or entering the NBA draft and number one, which will probably go to the, whoever chooses number one is Anthony Edwards, who played at the university of Georgia in 2019. And this is a weird gap. You guys, like I said, this is normally in July. And so these, these boys, they're 19 years old, right? They declared for the NBA draft and it's now October. And so they are, they can't go back to school. And so, and they can't play with their, the team, Anthony Edwards can't play with Georgia because he already declared for the NBA draft way Ooh. back at the end of, you know, the last college basketball season. So it's this weird gap, right? So, I mean, I'm sure they're all staying in insane shape, but um, I'm sure are they pretty much like low key guaranteed to be drafted? Yeah. So they already know that they're set. I mean, that's why we're going to tell you guys about the top three. I mean, these top three are going to go in the top three. That's why they're being talked about on ESPN. So Anthony Edwards is the number one draft pick or assumed to be the number one draft pick. Number two is LaMelo Ball, who, Chris, do you know who the balls are? It's a family of four balls, right? And they have like their own brand. They tried to have their own TV. Yeah, they tried to have their own TV show, which failed. Big baller brand. The big baller brand. I mean, talk about some characters. Yeah. And so, ball, which I think is name is Ball. Yes, that's right. So their dad is really the crazy one who started all of this nonsense. But the boys, so they all have they all have L names too. So there's like Lamelo, Lonzo, La, I don't even know. All of them are L names. But Lonzo yeah. 
is already in the NBA. And so his younger brother, LaMelo, is the number two or supposed to be the number two draft pick. But he took a different route than the traditional route, Christine. He played international ball and overseas, did it overseas. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't go to college. So the rules I learned, um, you just have to be one year removed from high school and over the age of 19 in, in order, order to, to declare for the NBA draft. What? Yeah. So that's why you see a lot of these guys go to college and they're what we call one and done. So they go to school for one year, they turn 19, they're one year out of high school and they declare for the NBA draft. If you don't need more, you know, playing time at the college level to get better before you enter the NBA draft. But LaMelo was like, the heck with college. I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to play international ball. So he's been making probably six plus figures over in Europe somewhere. And now he's coming back to the United States and he has declared for the 2020 NBA draft. And he is supposed to be number two. Who's number three. Do you know? Um, he went to Dayton. He goes to Dayton, like the Dayton flyers from Ohio. And he's so sick. He's gigantic. I've watched so many highlights of him. I cannot, I'm blanking on his name, but anyway, I'm hoping that he falls to number three so that the Charlotte Hornets can pick him and shame on me for not knowing his name, but the guy from Dayton, just Google him NBA draft guy from Dayton. I'm pretty sure he's the only one who's declared for the NBA draft from Dayton and he's phenomenal. And obviously I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I'm also a Charlotte Hornets fan. I would like for the Charlotte Hornets to get the guy from Dayton. Yes. Um, well, I hope that Shaq is announcing the draft because he's probably one of my favorite people ever, especially to watch on sports shows. I just love him. Christine, I honestly, like once the first round of the draft is over the NBA draft, it gets so boring. So the only reason why I tune in is because of Shaq and Charles Barkley. So I am right there with you. And don't they like low key have like a love hate relationship? Like, they no, actually- I don't think there's love. I think they just hate each other. I was going to say they actually hate each other and they tolerate each other, which yes. is why it's so great to watch They've like that. gotten into, into fights, like on the basketball court when they used to play each other. And now they like sit on opposite ends of like the announcer table and just like talk to each other all the time. It's hysterical. Yeah. It's hysterical. I but love it. Speaking of Shaq. Let's talk about Shaq Thompson from the Carolina Panthers. Yes. Yes. Okay. Christine. So Shaq Thompson I miss Luke Keekley. I came into this year. I missed him so much. Shaq Thompson took Luke Keekley's spot as linebacker, right? And mm-hmm. he has been freaking killing it. I mean, just killing him week after week after week after week. He's his defense and his leading of the team is phenomenal. Pretty sure he led our team in tackles last week with 10 tackles, which is phenomenal. And he's kicking some major rear end. And just to clarify, Sarah, what position does Shaq Thompson play for the Carolina Panthers? Linebacker. Which is defense, right? The defense, yes. Cool, cool. And another thing I want to talk on on the Carolina Panthers while we're on this topic, Christine, Christian McCaffrey, we lost game one. We lost game two. He injured his foot. And we win. And now we've won three games. I'm not yes. saying, I'm not saying there's a correlation there, but I'm saying... There's a correlation there. No, Sarah, I noticed the exact same thing. It's like, okay, we were losing the first two games, which was so depressing. Maybe it's because we were still trying to find our mojo or whatever. We're trying to find our groove, but then he's out and we win. It's like, 
what's going on here? I know seriously, Mike Davis, who is wearing Jonathan Stewart's old number has been running like his life depend. Well, his job really does depend on it. He's been kicking some serious rear end. I think I read something that said, um, why do you run so hard? And he said something like he runs, like he's pissed off. And it's so true. Like the man, just his face is like straight anger when he runs. He also ball. runs through people. He's like yeah. a running bowling ball going <laughs> full force down the field. And I love him. I know. I know I me love too. watching him play because me I mean, too. he's such, I mean, he's so solid and people will try to tackle him from all these different angles. And he just like runs straight through them. And I love it. I know. Um, I am curious what's going to happen when Christian McCaffrey returns from his foot injury with the whole Mike Davis situation, but we'll see. Honestly, we've got too many foot injuries anyways. And then Dak from the um, Dallas Cowboys, who is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys fractured his ankle too. And I don't know if you watched it, Sarah, but I was cringing when I watched it because his foot was sideways. It was going the wrong. He was laying he was like sitting straight up and you know, I don't deal well with this, Christine. I, know, Sarah, I thought of you immediately when it happened. Cause I was like, Sarah's probably, she probably turned the TV off and ran away because <laughs> I was jumping up and down and I was like, no, 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 no. And everybody was like, you've got to watch it, Sarah. You've got to tell everybody on it. Sports is what it looked like. And I was like, just show me, show me a picture. I don't want to watch the video. And so Travis pulled up a picture and just like zoomed in on it. And he was literally sitting straight and his foot was pointing like directly to the right. So I heard today that it was a compound fracture. Um, He went directly into surgery. All of that to say, I broke down why this injury is bigger than just the physical aspect on our Instagram on IGTV. So go listen to it. Um, You can kind of, you know, get some more knowledge around again, why this is a bigger deal than just the physical injury. Right. And I was also like, my initial reaction was, okay, so what does this mean for Dak? You know, and I know you went into a lot of this into the IGTV, but I was also looking at different players in, you know, the NFL and in the, in the football world that has had a similar injury to this to see where they are now, you know, are they out? Did they come back from it? And Kenyon Drake, who was the running back for Alabama Mm -hmm. in college had an identical injury to what Dak just experienced when he was in college and he came back from that and went to the national championship with his team with Alabama and then went on to go to the NFL. So Dak, it looks promising. He's going to be out for four to six months, but I think he's going to come back with flying colors and not have any issues there. Another player, Christine, that had something very similar. I don't think it was the exact same thing as what Dak had as far as the injury is concerned, but Gordon Hayward, who played for the Boston Celtics, had a compound fracture in his foot and is a professional basketball player. And he tweeted at or added on Instagram something at Dak Prescott and was like, Hey man, I, you know, linked up with so-and-so, um, after I had my compound foot fracture and it really helped me emotionally get through it. So if you need anything, man, I'm here for you. It was literally like the sweetest message ever. I know it was so sweet. So all of that to say, get well soon. I know Dak's going to be okay. He's going to come back. I know his rehab team is going to be phenomenal and we just wish you all the best Dak. Get well soon. I have to say though, Sarah, while we are on the subject of injury, let's not forget about the minor brain injury that Tom Brady experienced (laughs) 
Thursday night's football game against the Bears. <laughs> Christine. What happened there? Christine. He, I, I posted that he thought it was like uh, fourth down when the game was over. But And Christine texted me and she was like, didn't he think it was third down? I was like, yeah, that's what's even worse. He thought it was right. third down when it was fourth down. And then he thought it was fourth down when the game was over. So it's like, I mean, a total brain fart. But you know what? I think this just proves. And I think that the world of NFL needed to see this happen because it fall from your throne. Tom Brady, Tom Brady is human and Tom Brady (laughs) makes mistakes too. I know. I know. But how funny is it though? Like our last week's episode, it was two quarterbacks that had gigantic brain farts and senior moments. The last week's game was the backup quarterback for the Patriots whenever he thought he had a timeout left. And then this week, Tom Brady thinking that it's third down when it's really fourth down and fourth down when the game is over. I know who would have thunk, but what's crazy is watching the interviews after the game with the coach and with Tom Brady, Tom Brady didn't really like elaborate on it much, but the coach was like, oh no, he knew, he knew that it was the end of the game. No, he didn't. No, he did not. Could you just be a little relatable? Like seriously, coach and Tom Brady, like, could you just admit that you had an moment? I mean, it's, it's fine. We all make mistakes. I mean, that's a pretty big one. Right. But I mean, we all make mistakes. It's just like, admit it going back to our conversation with Steve, like, come on Astros, you cheated. You're banging on trash cans and zooming in on people's crotches to try and get calls and cheat. And it's not okay. Just say it, admit it. The Patriots have also cheated too in the world of football. So cheetahs, cheetahs. Yes, I agree with you, Sarah. Just admit it, you know, be a little bit more relatable. Okay. Christine, speaking of being relatable, you guys, Christine and I are going to our very first NFL game of the season this Sunday. Hey, hey, hey. We are so excited. We're going to watch the Carolina Panthers beat the Bears in Charlotte and we're going to have our it's sports sis face masks on and we'll be taking pictures. So follow along on our story. Um, we're going to be posting a bunch of pics and we'll be tailgating. So if you guys want to come hit us up, come tailgate with us, party with us and we'd love to see ya. We'd love to see ya. All right. That does it for episode three of it's sports sis. We will see you guys next week. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram.